Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And this week is a special episode. This week, we read your mean comments and respond. Uh, over, I say, like two, three years of Commander Clash podcast, we in general don't engage with the mean comments <laughs> in our in our comments. You know, it's like a nuanced discussion. You don't want to like yell at people. You don't want to get into like the the fabled internet argument. But today, today we're clapping back. And uh, starting <laughs> starting with Seth, probably better with Safford Olive. How are you doing, Seth? I'm doing good. I actually do respond to some mean comments sometimes, but uh, but I'm excited for this. This should be interesting. Do you just delete them? <laughs> do you do you abuse your moderator powers? No, no I hate I hate deleting comments. I hate, like you, you got to have like if there's a like a racial slur or something, obviously it's deleted. But yeah, yeah. otherwise, if you're mean to me, that's perfectly fine. Go for it. <laughs> Krim, the Asian Avenger. Clearly, you get no mean comments. So this one was that's hard the one problem, for you, right? That was <laughs> really hard for me to find. I I couldn't find any actually, so I really had to dig. Tomer, budget commander, were you depressed after reading all the the mean comments? Because I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found out that I had like some dedicated haters. Well, just like one one dedicated hater. Uh, but they had one good, good mean tweet. So like, I'm excited to share my dedicated hitter, my number one fans. <laughs> we should send them some Calder tokens for boosting our engagement. Thanks for your content. <laughs> and uh, I'm the Codfather, Richard. And uh, we will be navigating through mean comments. I will say that I spent like an hour or two digging comments. And I felt a little sad afterwards. <laughs> Normally, like the mean comments don't don't affect me, right? But like when you read them just nonstop for two hours, I'm like, this is why you don't use social media, folks. This, this is like, this is kind of upsetting, right? But uh, but I slept it off, and now I'm ready to clap back. So, <laughs> oh, we're good to Richard, go. Richard, Richard, I've dealt with this all my life. So you know this, what? This is, why, this is why you just don't read them. You're just like la 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 la. It's good, right? Oh no no, you just you just season yourself with it. You know, you use it as motivation. <laughs> To, to troll the internet harder. That's, okay. That's how... Before we get into it, today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing. Their curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value $1 more, and you pay just a 5% service fee. You can also use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed, and you get 10% off by heading over to Card Conduit dot com slash mbg goldfish so thank you card conduit for supporting our show all right i'm gonna kick things off uh i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna start with a softball smash portal richard colon runs mystic sanctuary richard colon i'm running two basics of my nano looks so bad <laughs> this is fair that's fair like, i will yeah. say this season i've been experimenting very heavily with my mana bases and they always look very suspicious so the the rationale behind this is i am trying to play mystic sanctuary three islands only in my deck like three islands not even basic island right so i'm talking like triome okay shock shock and the only islands i have are just three islands so five c decks i'm playing mystic sanctuary all fetches Literally three islands and Lorien revealed. And that's my package. And <laughs> the assumption is Mystic Sanctuary is some weird ETB's tap land <laughs> that has upside sometimes. And I've been forcing it into like every 5C deck. So obviously, if you're running a two-color deck, this is like great. Yeah. Right? But like 5 I'm, I'm straight up, 
three islands in my deck. I got to fetch the triumphs. I got to <laughs> fetch the shocks. And then it'll work. Otherwise, it's some weird MDFC that ETB's tapped. That's the theory. I think how it's often, How often has it actually worked? I'm trying to think of... I've seen some very bad Mystic Sanctuaries this season. Have there been good ones that I'm not remembering? Have you, like, actually... Yes. Okay, okay. Oh, I have a there, there tweet about a Mystic Sanctuary that, that, uh, that worked very well for me. But, yeah, five color, it doesn't mean a fix. Like, it has to... See, the thing you're getting back has to be really good, right? I mean, Literally, it's... Yeah, you know, the best sor sorcery or instant in your deck has But gas, it's in right? five and, color? And a combo that Lorian revealed? It yeah. just taps for blue. Okay. The fact that it's fetchable. I, I'm still with it. Yeah. The yeah. fact that it's fetchable, I think, makes it worth it. Like, I can I can see the logic. I don't do it myself, but I, I can see the, the theory, at least. Mm-hmm. That, that's the theory. Is it good? I'm not sure. But so far, I'm happy with the results. And you will see these weird... So it's like playing like Seagate Restoration in your five-color deck. It doesn't mana fix. Uh, well, Seagate Restoration is bad. It enters un untapped. Like uh, playing Undo Inversion in your five-color deck, right? It, it enters tapped all the time. And then there's this random upside of you can just Undo Inversion. Uh, that's the theory. You guys don't buy it. It's fine. Let's go no. to Seth. There's reasons. There's reasons. Seth, hit us Ooh. with the mean comments. All right. All right. Oh, man. There's, there's some good options here. Okay. There's a couple of very common themes. Let's start with this one because I think this is probably my favorite. So how I sound is always a very popular topic of conversation. This one, <laughs> Seth sounds like a Midwestern dad cartoon character that got punched in the balls. <laughs> How do you even respond to that? What, what like, does this what, mean? What do I even say? What do you even say to that? What do you even say to that? So I does that I, do, have an accent? Is it true? Do I do I sound Wouldn't like a be Midwestern like an upstate dad New York character? Accent, if anything, if no. anything, it's yeah, probably upstate New York. Do I? I mean, it's hard I to know it's what you sound like voice. to other people. Yeah, is it? Is it so. Midwestern? I think, Midwestern? I, think I, I don't know where, where Midwestern is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Midwestern, it would be like if you had like a, if you started sounding like you were from Minnesota, right, or I'll something let, like that. When or, I hear this, I I think like Hank Hill or something. That's what I picture in my head, and I'm Say like, what? I don't think I sound like Hank Hill. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's Texan. That's Southern. <laughs> oh, is that Southern? Okay, oh. isn't it? Is it Texas yeah. is considered the South, right? Yeah, I guess it's Southwest. So yeah, I don't I don't know what I don't even know what to make of that or how to defend myself from that. So thank you. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I, I remember when we first started showing our faces, people were like, oh, my mind is blown. And I yeah. thought Richard looked like Seth and Seth looked like Richard. Yeah. I remember that comment. And like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. And people yep. said me and Seth look like, sound like each Everyone. other, basically. Yeah. And I got, yeah. I've got, i gotten before Kermit the Frog. Somebody said in the comment section, Kermit sound like Kermit the Frog. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's what I was oh, going man. for. I hit us with <laughs> the Kermit voice, Tober. Yo, wait. I don't even know how. <laughs> I didn't know what. Sesame I, oh my god! <laughs> there you go. That's now the comment section can associate my voice with that. You're welcome. All right, T Trover gave us a sneak peek, but Trover <laughs> hit us with the mean. <laughs> hit us with the mean comment. Okay, I will. I will introduce you to my number one hater. When I was like scrolling past, so the way we did this, or the way I did this, I like, filtered my name, Tomer, in the comments section of of YouTube channel. And I just scrolled down from date, like the recent to the oldest, and see what people had to say with my name. Um, 
and this 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 user popped up many times. Uh, so this is the first time that it popped up, and I was like, oh, I didn't think of anything of it. But Jeff2267 said, Tomer again proves that commander players can't read. How does he manage to blunder literally every game? And like, I looked at that comment and I was like, valid. Like, I do wonder every game and I can't read my cards. Like, yeah, that's true. Uh, like, to my defense, we're playing new decks every single week. So most of the time, these cards, or at least the assembly of these cards, I've never played before. And we're always playing like new commanders and everything. So yes. I don't read my de all my cards ahead of time, and sometimes I'll miss some stuff. So that was very valid. But we'll get to we'll get to the juicier ones afterwards too. Also, also in your defense, there's a lot of words on cards now. I was just talking to Richard <laughs> about this like earlier about Ixalan, how like double sided, so many words, confusing wording. So who has time to actually read all that? We're making content. We're not here to. We're trying read. to like banter and like do yeah. like be entertaining at the same time. So it's like it's it's rough, but like yeah, I, I, valid. You know what? Valid. I, I think the comments valid. It's, it's yeah. not only Tomer. It's all commander players. I've planted so many times on camera. Like, is it oh, a pass yeah. trigger, an ETV trigger? Like, what does it even do? There's like four lines of extra abilities on this card that we we forgot about. Yeah, it's just the perils of playing Magic uh, nowadays. There's just too much stuff going on. You just don't even know what half the cards even are anymore. You're just like, I, I didn't even know this card existed. When was this? Oh, this was like <laughs> random commander product from like three sets ago from some pre-con that no one ever talked about. And here it is, right? The the one that gets me every single time, I'm like, where is this from? 90% of the time, it's from like the new Capenna Commander pre-cons. For some reason, th that's like a <laughs> black hole in my memory that it happened. I acknowledge that it happened. I have no idea the cards came from there. And every single time people are like, they bust out a thing. I'm like, what is that from? Oh, it's from that set. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Krim. Hit us with one of these rare mean comments that you managed to dig up. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, it was really hard. I only had three spreadsheets to go through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll start pretty easy, I guess. I I, I think this is one of the ones uh, from from Aiden Noir 597, right? It's It's not like them specifically. It's this type of comment. I get a lot of these, and it's... Krim clearly a way ahead of everyone else. Why are you targeting me? I'm just trying to take care of player who's clearly not the problem. The rest of the players and audience, shocked face. <laughs> uh, but you know what? So there is something to this. I say this, and I think the one thing I've learned is people don't read like between the lines. I am joking. I obviously am the problem, right? Like I understand I'm the problem. I like I I see somebody be like, oh my God, how does Krim not know he's the problem? I'm like, dude, I have 50 Eldrazi out. Of course I'm the problem. Like and like it's as simple as me just pass like just being oh what? Surprise it is me. I am the problem. So spoiler alert everyone when when your boy is saying he's not the problem, that's probably when I know I'm the problem. So like, I I am sorry. I always assume that was your form of politicking. Like that was just a strategy to like deflect the attention onto other people. We're I all mean, engaged in a little deflection out in that. Like, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I, I I've been known to dabble in a little bit of deflection, <laughs> but like legitimately, when I see these comments, I always just go. 
do these people know that I'm kidding? <laughs> like, like, do I, I, I think, I think our they? humor passes over some people's head at least. Like every time there's a threat on the table, I'm like, oh, someone Swords the Plowshares it, right? And I'm just joking. <laughs> and I'm like, obviously, if I cared, I would just put Swords the Plowshares into my deck, right? But they're like, well, Richard, if you keep saying that, why don't you put Swords the Plowshares in your deck? And I'm like... We're just memeing, right? <laughs> like, you know, I, I could just put it in my deck if I wanted, right? But yeah. sometimes it just goes over the heads of people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think because we ham up some things, right? Like, it's like, oh, he's so salty. Oh, oh, he doesn't know. What? How is he not the problem? Whoa. Like, like that? I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're mostly kidding. We're mostly kidding. All right. My turn. Speaking of source the plowshares. Every, every episode of anything, there's a source of plowshares counter. It always comes up and inevitably the YouTube <laughs> comments come out. So here's my favorite one. ATK9989. I will never get over the fact that Richard is the only person in Commander Clash history to lose a game uh, to a turn one sword slash path and still argues against removal and swords path in particular. <clears throat> this... Is everything that's wrong with people's card evaluation, right? Like, did Richard get owned? Of course he got owned, right? I was out of the game. It was a hilarious moment. Check out the short. But you are not here to own people, right? You are here to win the game. So your question should be, I'm did Crim's percentage of winning the game increase or decrease as he snapped off the swords to plowshares? Spoiler alert, Krim lost this game, right? That Swords did not help him win this game. That's what you should be, re you know, you should be evaluating. Did Krim's percentage of winning go up or down by playing it? Did it go up or down by putting it in his deck? Not that Richard got owned, right? Because if you want to own someone, you definitely can, right? You put Strip Mine in your deck. You put Wasteland in your deck. Every turn, you destroy their land. You forcible whatever they play. And congratulations, that person will never make any progress and neither will you, right? But that's not what we're here for. We're here to win the game. So you need to ask, did Krim increase his chance of winning the game? That's the question. And you can argue that he did or did not, right? But that would be the line of thought you should be following rather than this guy got owed. Therefore, I should play Swords to Plowshares. <laughs> Did I not live though? Like as opposed to just losing the game earlier? Yeah, no, I, have to, I, I, I have to agree with Krim. What happened I think that it was game correct. was it'll you had an unpowered <laughs> deck, and then you probably needed me to draw aggro and to help you fight the other decks. I, I remember vaguely that you were like out of commission that game after you wrecked me, but I don't remember. It's been a while. No, I, I... played a bunch of humans and became a threat. Uh, I mean, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I think I think the whole premise is off, and most people actually do play commander just to own other people, like that's straight true. line the bounce land, you know, commandeer, commandeer the, the mana, the mana crib. Like, that's true. Isn't that the main that... manatize someone? Oh, nothing yeah. feels better than getting someone with the manatize. Like you can kill me as long as I got you with the manatize. I I die happy. I think if Should somebody we change does... the focus of our podcast instead of like <laughs> winning, making correct lines, having fun. Like, how hard can you own someone? <laughs> like, how hard can you get them? Regardless of whether it was correct, eat, like, win-wise, because that's a, another debate altogether. I think, like, if yeah. I was in Crim's situation, I would snap it off every single time because yeah. the memes are great. W would you that's do it if great you were a content creator? So yes, we would do it because we're content creators? Yes. But, like, remember Commandeer Strip Mine? We used to do that because... 
we didn't know any better and it like made for funny content <laughs> but i feel like if we played today we wouldn't do that because you're like oh this is so bad like I'm, I'm down so hard and i shouldn't do this and like <laughs> i'm tempted just for the youtube clips <laughs> but what do you what do you think is that a content creator problem would we would you do this at a command fest to someone don't you want to entertain your your yeah. friends too, though yeah. like i still want to have entertaining yeah. games even if i'm not making content you know like i still want to yeah. yeah so i want to entertain my buddies that's fair that's fair yeah I mean, All right. I, if I could have a shirt that said your go. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, hit us up. With oh, the all, comment. Right. all right, here. This is this is a good one. This is from uh, at John Smith. Watching Seth be greedy and then die was really funny to me. He had the opportunity to stop his death many times and he just chose not to. And he lost <laughs> the game because of it. That is in response to the Holiday Coal Exchange Commander Clash episode, although you probably could have written that comment for many of my Commander Clash episodes. <laughs> there have been many, many, many times when I have chose the greedy path instead of the <laughs> staying alive path, and I stand behind that decision. I, I like drawing cards. What, what can I say? Yeah. Also, to your defense, there's sometimes where we we look at it and it looks greedy. Like, for example, there was recently, uh, Richard was playing Chatterfang, and you gave him tokens. The only person to get tokens was, was Chatterfang. And that gave Richard enough to kill two people instead of one. And I remember in the yeah. game, I was like, this is a colossal misplay. Like, this this increases the chance of Richard just killing me versus Richard killing me and killing Seth. And then I looked at the comment. Like, I, I forgot about the game. Uh, and I looked at the comment section way longer, uh, way after. And I remember the comment section, there was at least like three comments saying this play was brilliant because what it did was it made Richard overextend and it killed uh, Krim and Tomer and then allowed Seth to win the game afterwards. So maybe like it's because we don't see your perspective sometimes that like some stuff, you know, the greedier <laughs> plays uh, end up making a lot of more sense yeah. in hindsight. It's definitely um, that. that. It's was actually, actually a masterclass moment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you had to clip like how to play Commander. So Seth's takeaway was we need to play Swords because I had Chatterfang with uh, a Mithril coat on it and he couldn't destroy it. But what he did was he used all his resources to stay alive. He used the Fairy's Pro uh, to stay alive. And then on his turn, uh, he pumped my team. So it, had he not done that, I would have just straight up killed him. But he pumped my team and gave me the opportunity to take out Tomer and Krim in one go so i went for the two players and then i did that then seth untapped and killed me that was a master class right he managed to stay alive he kept me as the focus he was drawing all these cards at the same time and he won the game had he actually swords my shatterfang what would have happened was tomer would untap trample the hordes him and he would die right so he <laughs> would he like used all resources available to him stayed alive and won the game and like everyone was confused everyone's like why are you king making and like what's going on and you know, I was happily eating all the aggro and Seth was like skating under the radar. So like that was actually a masterclass moment if you actually like break it down and look at it. So it's quite interesting that this happens a lot of times and then we don't actually break it down yeah. because we just, you know, we're, we're moving on. We're confused too and stuff like that. But if you actually go back and watch. Yeah. Seth, and then Seth's acting skill also puts it over the top. It's the Academy <laughs> Award winning. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to die anyway. So let me do something. And give yeah. Richard this thing, right? <laughs> I, I, the Academy Awards. 
The Academy Awards, I'm like starting to, I start to like just assume if you're, if I think you're a threat, I don't even care what you're saying anymore. Like when, <laughs> you when, when, when Prim says he's like, he has all lands, I'm like, I don't, I, I'll just, you have six card in your hands, I'm going to try and take you out. You know, this is it. Like after yeah. a while, the words no longer matter to me. <laughs> I, Same with staff. I, appreciate, Same staff. <laughs> I appreciate all the kind words, but I know there literally are times where I actually just greed myself to death. Like with literally the card greed. So there are the, yes, sometimes there's good plays in there. Other times it's literally, oh, I'm down at two now because I activated greed five times in a row. Oops, like probably shouldn't have done that. So I think there's some legitimacy to the comment too. All right, Tomer, hit us with a comment. All right. So I said, I started with the first mean tweet, and that was uh, one of the first ones I found. And then I, I, I found some more mean tweets. And then sure enough, our friend Jeff2267 shows up yet again. He shows <laughs> oh, up a couple of times. The he shows up a couple times. He shows up a couple times. Yeah, boy. Like, All right. It's the yeah. same. He basically, po the, the person basically posts the same thing over and over again that I just blunder every single time. But then we come to this gem. So uh, it's it's a reply to another post that got a lot of upvotes. Um, the gear dude some, some, said something nice. When we were playing, I was playing Sheldon Menory's deck. Sheldon Menory recently passed away, and I wanted to honor him uh, by playing one of his favorite iconic signature decks. Uh, you do this to yourself, which is the Ruhan deck. So the original comment says, I uh, thought it was really cool how Tomer brought out one of Sheldon's decks to honor him. Really cool. And RIP to Sheldon. Thank you for making uh, one of the best formats out there. Really nice. Um, and then the reply from Jeff. If I die, please don't ever let Tomer misplay my favorite cards on Clash. <laughs> Damn. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, man, that's not cool. That's, wow. That's wow. not cool, Jeff. Damn. You... They're, they're, they're just making fun of us, and then they're just disrespecting people, and this like, not even disrespecting Tomer, right? Like, this is a nice comment about Sheldon, and you had to hijack it with trying to be funny. That's not cool, dude. That's you not got a lot cool. I don't, I don't know if they're trying to be funny. I, I think they might be genuinely just that, that kind of guy in real life. All the time, <laughs> Jeff. We need an intervention. <laughs> we need an intervention. Jeff, Jeff, why do you hate me, Jeff? There's you internet me? trolling, and then there's like. Uh, uh. And to be fair, yes, I did misplay a lot that game. Like I misplay every game. Let's be honest. I'm. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a, a the best player in Magic. I'm definitely not even the best. Like I'm. I'm probably lo very low on uh, skill wise in terms of the amount of games that I play. Honestly. But I did have a really cool moment in that game where, like, I stole all of Seth's stuff and then could go through Forge Master. Yeah. I felt really oh. smart about that. I don't know. A lot of people like that one. That and then, was yeah, so I brutal. played afterwards. But, you know, I still have my moments. Yeah, you, you got me. You got me good. back deck, so he rebuilt immediately to turn after it. it yeah, but it. he didn't get, like, really eight for cool. one. <laughs> I thought it was still very cool. Anyway. Krim, what do you have for us? Uh, So I have. Like it's it starts with one from Flying Whale twenty one, uh, and, and and it's like a similar comment from somebody named a a uh, Adam Philatrol three three nine three. The okay, I it starts with Flying Whale who says, "Is it me or does Krim just play the same deck over and over again? It seems so boring." But then Adam Philatrol says, I love that they called out Krim on the fact that all his decks are basically the same. This was such a cool episode to hear about the other's play styles and deck choices. So 
it's the reason why I say it starts with flying wheels because I see I see this comment right uh, these types of comments, but I have a super fan that is successfully, I I I feel like Jeff, whatever Jeff is saying, like imagine if Jeff did this on actually literally every every episode. <laughs> I I've seen this this person comment so many times that I now memorize their profile photo. <laughs> I don't even have to look at their name and the 30 different accounts they've made. I'm like, "Oh, it's my boy." <laughs> and, 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 like there hey, are people one. that doesn't Dude, I I feel like I should send this person a postcard. Like, thank you for the years of support. You have given me so much engagement. Uh, This person has commented, and every time we do anything, right, they will always be like, oh, you all are so great. I love what – at first it started off with, hey – I hated that Krim brought XYZ. I despise Krim for XYZ. And then it, then I think like they were told, hey, you need to lighten up a bit. And then and then they switched it. They go, oh, I love what everyone else is doing. And I'm glad that y'all have shown uh, yada yada yada. Also, it it like it shows it's so cool that Krim doesn't get to do XYZ or y'all are better than Krim. So they found a way to to sugarcoat their hate for me. And I love this. This is okay. He is actually my second number, uh, like my second fan. I have a number one fan, but this person does make me laugh because they go through every video. But to reply back to both of these comments, yes, I do play a core package of cards. <laughs> there is, to lightly put it, yeah, I do play a, a core card. <laughs> to you be know fair, Crim's busted out greed a he lot. Has. He has. Yeah, it's probably this plays season. This uh, season. Uh, Crim plays a lot of aggro, too. Yeah. It's not... Well, Always just Demir X, right? I think like he'll just randomly aggro you out. I think aggro is one of Krim's like more traditional play styles because like he he goes aggro a lot. And it's not just like oh I'm a Mister Control player. It's like aggro tempo. Like one of my favorite decks is not even blue. It's Mardu Humans, the Trin and Silvar deck. But, like, <laughs> I love that deck. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> like, I sure, only one deck. You have some cards in each color that you like playing a lot. Like, if you're in black, you're gonna have Opposition Agent, probably. If you're in blue, you have like Mana Drain. Well, I was like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, everybody runs I, I, most I, of these cards too. <laughs> I don't know though. When we look at this season review stats, there is a lot of Grixes under Krim. We do see like kind of well, these three bars very high, and then the other two. But this season, you have uh, you have kind of broke out of that a little bit. Yeah. I, I feel like I've actually spread my wings quite a bit yeah. recently. This if season, I think all you really the have. Decks I've played. Yeah. It's like, a place Selesnia. That's going to be like the real. It might be Krim is not even like the the least green player. He's played green quite a bit. He's actually cast Farseek several times <laughs> yeah. this season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we just, I'd rather not tell people that, you know, I'd rather just let them think that I didn't. I want to see Krim on Selesnia. He's got a straight up non colors. Yeah, I've got, I've got <laughs> Don't tell anyone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, back to me. Adam Henwood, 1114. This, this, this is a comment that always happens. He wins because he depends on Krim running excessive <laughs> removal to handle early threats. Metagaming within a playgroup doesn't make Richard write about spot removal. His take uh, isn't just about swords. He barely runs any one-for-ones anymore. And then uh, Towel Lossaraptor ta- responds... You realize Krim didn't play this week, right? <laughs> and who won? <laughs> I won that game, by the way. There's this mm. misconception that I can't 
interact or something, I will say if we calculate the stats and you calculate number of permanents destroyed, I would be by far in a way number one. Oh. Like I, I don't play one for one removal, but I play lots and lots and lots of defensive spells and a lot of those are wraths. So I do interact with the board, uh, but also like try to kill me, bro. Like <laughs> it is not easy, right? Like a swords is a one-time interaction. If I have a propaganda up, that's interaction for every player, every turn for the rest of the game, right? If I have a maze of it up, that is stopping your attacker, you know, from three players every turn, every game. And I, I actually like reverse unoed you. For you to hit me, you need to interact with me first, right? You need to remove my propaganda, my maze of it, and then you can go ahead and try to try to hit me. And usually that doesn't, no one will do that, right? Like in the early games, you're trying to set up, you're not going to waste your resources doing it. And then obviously as the game progresses, you might, you know, be actually motivated to kill me and you'll actually start dismantling that, right? But I would say I interact way more than anyone in the group. I just do not <laughs> run Swords to Plowshares, right? My interaction lasts a lot longer and, you know, is is looser, right? But if I pull a fort up, propaganda maze of it, holding a fog, like, good luck. Like, you, you, you need a lot of resources to get to me versus just me holding a sword that is a one-time use. So I, and, yeah. and a lot of it only helped you. That's the other thing I've noticed. Like, it's all, like, if you sword's the best thing on the battlefield, that kind of benefits three of the four players. But a lot of Richard's interactions, like, oh, fog when you're attacking me, mazes it when you're attacking me, ghostly prison so you don't want to attack me. Yeah. So I think it actually, like... It's really hard to kill Richard. I realize every every game we play, I'm like, oh my god, there's ghostly prison. He's got three yeah. maze of his because he Vesuvia it, and then he has been like, <laughs> so what's the point? Why would I even bother to try to kill Richard? Because it's so hard. So I guess I'm gonna try to kill Tomer or Krim because they actually don't have those things. So it kind of does work in a weird way. I had a recently I killed Seth in a commander clash because Richard and and Seth were both had a mind's eye or whatever, and they were literally just like spending their entire turn, all their mana, just exchanging card draw and tapping out. And I was like, all right, they are drawing a lot of cards. They're not doing anything on board, but they're drawing a lot of cards. So I have to deal with this now before they wipe the board or have protection or blah, 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 blah. And I had to kill one person. And the decision was very easy because Richard had a ghostly prison and Seth did not. So I just went for Seth. Like I didn't have the mana to kill both. So it does work. And also like this this criticism about like uh, inbred metas. It's like obviously you do alter your decisions on what you run based on the meta game. Like if even if you're just going to a game store and you're at the game store, it's all attack win conditions, right? And it's not not a lot of combo, not a lot of drain. Would you not alter your deck so that you won't just die to like a crater hoof that often and less ha have less answers to certain combos that you don't see that much it doesn't even it's not being in red it's just correctly adapting your deck to the thing like if i'm playing an artifact deck and nobody deals with my artifacts and obviously i'm going to run less artifact protection or recursion right like why would i spend all these slots on on something that i never come across so like i don't know i don't i never see that that that, that criticism as as uh invalid or as valid, rather. All right, Seth, hit us with another <laughs> comment. Okay, so we, we did a podcast a while ago about uh, the top 10 counter spells, and I really don't like Arcane Denial. I'm very, very public about my dislike of that card. There were many, many comments. Uh, apparently, I used the argument that I don't like giving my opponent a card, and uh, 
many people in the comments realize that there's another card that I infamously refuse to pay the one for and give opponents lots of cards. So had a comment, had a comment from uh, Davikun Hollem. Seth's brain is broken and logic does not exist. Got it. Also, Seth's logic is angering me. This is from Hapasi. Uh, Seth's logic is angering me. He won't give his opponent a card to counter his spell, but he'll give them 10 cards for free through Ristic Study. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is completely true. I have, I, I, I have never. I, have, I, I think I wrote this comment. What the, I, I have, was it me? <laughs> yeah. I, we're gonna mill him out. We're gonna mill him out. I have never said I was not a hypocrite. Maybe the logic is not is not consistent, and I oh. kind of see that. I kind of see that now. But at the same time. There's other counters I can play. That would be my actual defense to this. I don't have to play Arcane Denial. I play Literal Counters, but I don't have to. Ristic Study, I don't play it. Someone else plays it. What am I supposed to? They are putting me in that decision. Like, they're making me make this choice, and I might need that mana for something. You never know, because I'm <laughs> drawing cards. This is an intervention, But Seth. how many times have no. you had one mana left over? <laughs> we just have to keep hitting him with Spell Tithe Enforcer. I'm just going to run it every single week. A Spell Tithe Enforcer. He's just going to be like, it's going to be just like I, that, that Schrodinger I'm, thing. Not Schrodinger thing. The Pavlovian response, where you just see somebody that says, would you like to pay the one? And he's just like, yes, of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then we slowly introduce Ristic Study back into the into our metagame. I think I pay that's the... being reasonable here. It's the universes beyond argument, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do you hate universes beyond? Because I can control whether I play the card or not. I can control whether I play Arcane Denial or not. But yeah. I cannot control you playing Ristic Study, and I don't want to see Ristic Study in my game, right? It's it's kind of that logic. <laughs> I don't know if I buy it, but it's, yeah. there's, it's there's a sound logic, there. though, <laughs> right? There, there's there's a it's it's rational. I don't I don't like Ristic Study either. But if it shows up in my game, then I'll. Just... Used to play correctly around. What, it, right? what if Seth just wants to have everyone hate the card so that it's banned? He just it, needs yeah. to play a game with the RC I'm trying to show, in the done pod, it. <laughs> and they'll see it happen. And they're like, "This card is dumb. We should get rid of this." <laughs> I still think that more people than you want to admit play against Ristic Study like I do. I still think that I'm, I'm gonna. That is a hill I will die on. I'm not the only one out there. If you're reading this and listening to this, let me know in the comments. Do you actually pay the one for Ristic Study? Maybe we got to do a poll on this because I think there's a lot of me out there i'm pretty sure most people do not especially the more <laughs> casual people like like maybe if you spend all your time reading commander theory like you understand it but even then you're susceptible to like the prisoner's dilemma but yeah. casual players are like i want to cast my five drop i'm yeah. not paying this at all i need, right? I need like, this mana point, rock right? yeah <laughs> casual i see it, actually i see it a lot more in casual than cdh to be fair that's why i stopped playing cdh I just, every single time a Ristic study goes on the battlefield, people are like, well, I have to play my mana rocks. And it's just like, they just dump everything. It's like, you could have just done this. Over, we could have all just collectively just done this over a couple of turns and then we'd be it's fine. It's the same fallacy that they think whatever they're playing will overcome the Ristic study and that it's worth it, right? They're like, oh, yeah. don't worry. This is actually worth. As they pocket their the force of will, their fierce guardianship, their mana drain. Yeah, it's like, yeah, of course. We, yeah, you'll get through <laughs> all of them. Yep. Oh, you got your dock. You got drew into his dock side too. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and I will say, we always think like CDH players play Titan Optimal. Like I have seen so many CDH games where Ristic study just pops off. 
That's the norm. Like, don't, That's literally don't the norm. Worry. I'm I sorry, can combo through this. Don't worry, I can combo through this, right? Did you account for the fact that the other person will have to interact with you as you combo off, and then the third person will keep drawing off Ristic Study, and at the end, Ristic Study player wins and like surprise Pikachu. But like <laughs> everyone's always like, I got it, I got, I've calculated it, I've got it, right? And like they don't got it. They don't. <laughs> got it. Does it work out? Okay. <laughs> uh. We're on Tomer now. Okay. Yeah. I got another one. Um, this is Noah Chen8759. And this was the most upvoted of the of the there was a couple hater uh comments on it. Not even haters, a critique. Um I'll be honest, I think Tomer could have tried a little harder to break the color pie than looping extra turns with Mystic Sanctuary. That is very blue. That was on the We Break the Color Pie episode, and I was playing a lands deck. My justification, which I think is still valid, is I was looping a land to win the game. I literally won with Moonfolk. But I will concede that Infinite Turns is very blue, so... You're right. <laughs> I don't know. That's valid criticism. <laughs> I had other combos that one with like Sunscorched Desert. You know, I pinged you infinite times with my land too. They're all just looping lands up and down, you know, like bounces in my hand, put it back onto the battlefield. Bounces in my hand, put it back on. That's literally all of them. But yeah, doing it with extra turns. Yeah, valid. It was too blue. You know, you're right. Noah Chan might be one of my alt accounts actually on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that, that I leave this. snarky this comments on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, my haters are usually right, but like, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a tough sell to somehow make extra turns not feel blue. They're just like yeah. so blue. So I think you got a little unlucky. Like if you had the sun scorched desert, like synergy or something, if that's what ended the game, I think you would have taken a lot less hate for that. So you kind of got a little low rolly that you ended up with the extra turn one, which <laughs> everyone picked up on. It felt it had multiple combos. They were all land based. You know, my deck was very land focused, landfall and all that stuff. But like I had that one in there too. And I drew it and I did it. And that's unfortunate. I probably shouldn't have run it. Oh well. Couldn't 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 uh, avoid the lure of moon folk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a uh, competitive <laughs> Grim hit us with a comment. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I think I'm going to save my number one fan for, for the final comment. So I'll go to the next one. Uh, the other one I've got is uh, from somebody named Kurt Z6HL. Uh, it was during the should we ban the one ring discussion. Krim uh, playing the role of the cartoon henchman yet villain yet again. Compliment? Yeah. Isn't that the role you try to play? Did you not hear Misery's back on the menu every single intro? Like... <laughs> maybe maybe this was meant to be a compliment. I'm not sure because some, why is it that so many people, like I've read comments online. I can't find the link exactly. It's a really old video, but it's reoccurring comments along the lines of this. And it's like, oh, look, like Krim is a real, like is, is pretty much a cartoon character i wouldn't listen to him or whatever he has to say right and i'm just like 
that is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I love that. I'm just imagining just like cartoon noises as I run around and do things. Like, yeah, me being called a cartoon henchman villain, I appreciate that. (laughs) Just need to add Japanese cartoon henchman. Oh, come on, dude. (laughs) I'm twirling my mustache, hypothetically, of course, and I'm tying people to train tracks and running away, you know? Like... Hey, Cartoon Hedgeman Village is better than Cartoon Midwestern Dad who was hitting the ball. So I think you come out ahead in that category. Yeah. I mean, every every group needs a hero, right? Every every story. Cartoon Henchman. I, 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 who's the protagonist in our group? This is the clash. Me. Probably, me, right? Me both. It's probably yeah. Homer. I think it's, I think it's, it's like Homer. an always sunny situation where everybody's like just the anti-hero. Of that the story, actually, that might be actually true. land falling, extra turns comboing us. What kind of hero is this? I feel like I'm two faced. Like I was, I was put up to be the hero at some point, but then I, then I, I got burned horribly, and now I blame all, I blame the world, and I just turned into a villain. I, I would say Krim is the hero we need. His, uh, his opposition agent, his hull breacher. Keeps it real. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> what we need that we don't Zero know we need. Batman. No. Batman. No. Yeah. He's no. actual Batman. Batman. No. I mean, you've got to stop him. He's ruining our city, but actually. <laughs> oh, I, like, God. I think Batman is actually appropriate. Give him, give him the Commissioner <laughs> Gordon oh. monologue. Say, Here I go. <laughs> oh, Say that again after the fifth wrath, Richard, when we're three hours into a Commander <laughs> Clash game. Let's let's see how you feel about it then. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> don't you want to spend more time with me, Sam? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Krim is ensuring we have quality. <laughs> bonding time we do have lots of it's, bonding it's because time. of inconsistent no, we don't get writers. we don't get uh, pulled apart by our busy lives that we stay together and enjoy each other's presence you know i think it's inconsistent uh, truly for batman sometimes batman in a movie kills people and you're like what no why <laughs> stop that <laughs> all right oh we, we hinted on this one this one's a good one um f n fen uh, Richard is constantly manipulating the other players in a game. A threat will hit the board. He'll say, this is a problem for us, Seth. You need to find a way to kill it. <laughs> and when you take into account that Richard is the employer and the others are his employees, the others being manipulated into meeting his in-game demands makes a lot of sense. It's an unbalanced power dynamic, not a Jedi mind trick. <laughs> this is true, right? <laughs> like, so we try... We try not to have this happen, right? But there is some power dynamic, and unconsciously, things may be happening that we can't control. But I I will say this, to Tomer's point about meta, if you think what I'm doing is effective, when I go out into the wild, it is super, super effective, right? Like, on on our game, like, everyone here is a really good magic player, right? Everyone's really good. Go ahead, Seth. <laughs> Richard Richard rolls up to Magic Con and sits down and he's like, Hey, aren't you looking for like an internship at MTG Goldfish or anything? Let's talk about that after the game and then and then proceeds to do his thing. <laughs> it's also I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna like dump dump water on I don't know how you say it, dump water on Richard's 
hot streak or something. You, but you don't like, want to dump on Richard. Yeah, I don't want to dump on Richard. Because of power but, dynamics. Yeah, because he's your boss. Yeah, because, let's do it. because of power dynamics. <laughs> let's do it. Like, I have HR no, on the line. Like, Hold on, it's over. <laughs> how, many, how many seasons recently, of recent note, has has Richard have, like, had like a huge win percentage over us? Not saying like he's, he won the most, mm-hmm. uh, but like it was like a huge amount. I remember when we started doing stats. I think it was like the first two seasons when we started doing stats episode we saw like richard was winning way too much and then i remember it was like after the second time in a row he did that we were like all collectively we were like all right richard can't keep getting away with it that became a meme richard can't keep getting away with it and we literally just like dunked on him we didn't even care it was like you know somebody's ahead and then this richard and we're like richard <laughs> and then they like it balanced out i don't think richard has been like super ahead in terms of win percentage afterwards am i wrong so, so behind so. the scenes, look, what we try to do is balance the win rate so we're all equal, right? And if it can't happen in-game naturally, like, you know, Arch Enemy, Dunking or whatever, right? We, we change our decks or whatever to make sure this happens, right? We, we pull up stragglers and we, we try to compress things. But, like, even outside of that, like, people need to understand that everyone here is really really good at magic i i think a lot of people underestimate us because we play jank but like everyone's actually really good and every week we go on a podcast and we we share all of our strategies like straight up like we don't like oh i'm hiding this secret thing like we literally tell everyone exactly what we're doing exactly our theories and you know you know exactly what we're trying to test and whatever when i play moto when i play magic cons when i play paper my win rate is higher than my modern win rate it's like 75%. It is disgusting, right? And our fans come up and they're like, Richard, let's play a game. I'm not going to let you get away with it. Two hours later, I can't believe you got away with it, right? Like, it, it, it is like, whatever you see here that you think is effective is a hundred times more effective in the wild because people haven't spent like 200 games battling Richard's strategies, <laughs> right? They don't know, like, every, like, when you see Spirit of Companion, like, you know, like, Crim's like, Richard's deflecting, hit him immediately, right? <laughs> like, there's a propaganda, get it down, right? The third maze of it is coming, you know, hold the counter spell for Fog, like, they, they know what's up. So, yes, this could be a thing. We can't really control it. It's just how it is. But things about inbred meta, things about, you know, you're, you're only doing this because you guys play together all the time. I would say we're all super effective when we play outside our group. Like, you guys at MagicCon slay too, right? It's like, when yeah. we play pre-release, we always 4-0, right? I mean, like, it's assumed you 4-0, maybe you 3-1. Like, Commander, your win rate is over 50%, right? 60%. Even if you're trying to play your jank deck, like... Didn't you didn't you go to Las Vegas and just go undefeated with birds and then you retired birds for this Vegas because you just absolutely wrecked everyone? So like that is the birds deck from Commander Clash, like in the wild, just crushing everyone. So the the data actually backs up what Richard is saying too, I think. All right. Seth, hit us with a comment. Ooh, okay. Uh <laughs> this is this is kind of a recent one from at RPG Fanboy14. Seth showing us the exact reason why you don't to fairies pro in the main phase and pass. LOL. 
I've done this. I'm still actually on the fence about whether it's correct ever to Teferi's pro main phase. So I know it's like counterintuitive because you want to like leave it up, but there's also like counter spells to play around and like other considerations. So I don't know. Is it always a hard wrong to main phase to fairies, bro? Is obviously wrong if you have many cards in a reliquary tower on the <laughs> yeah, battlefield. You phased out your reliquary oh, tower. Uh, yeah, so phasing out the reliquary side. tower was wild. very was very painful. Uh, and I had to discard, like, many cards to hand size. But in general, like, is it just wrong to main phase a Teferi's Pro? Because I kind of like the safety it offers. Like, you don't have to worry I don't, about someone untapping and countering. Maybe I'm just scared of playing with Krim because I always expect Krim to have the mana drain. So I know if Krim untaps, there's some chance there's going to be a counter. But is it is it just wrong to do? Two things. First off, A, I think you as the pod and everyone have willed me always having a mana drain into existence. Because I always draw it the turn before y'all do something wild. Second off, I don't think it's actually wrong, always wrong to do it, right? I mean, maybe maybe not after you drew 32 cards and phased out your reliquary yeah. tower. but That was wrong. But I, I, I will say that sometimes it, it totally makes sense to do it the main phase. And it comes down to, again, turn order, what's the deck after you, right? Like, can I pass and know that my spell is safe, right? If, yeah. if yeah, like, let's just say I'm the player before you or, or decks like mine, then, you know, like, yeah, I would totally respect doing it right now. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. It's like it's entirely context, right? Like, if you need Teferi's protection to resolve that turn, you're like a hundred percent certain I'm going to cast Teferi's protection on the turn. It's just a matter of what timing I'm going to do it. Then I would probably just fire it off on your turn because if you think that everybody, like, if everybody's tapped down and stuff, and you think you can get it, you can resolve it without having issues. Then yeah, obviously. But like, I don't know. In a situation where you don't know if you're 100% sure if you need Teferi's protection or somebody could attack you for lethal, but they're equally likely to hit somebody else and you save it up. But it's all entirely causes. You're definitely not wrong to just fire it off on your main phase. So magic players have this built-in shortcut, which is always cast your cards at the last second. And a lot of people don't challenge it enough. Right, like sometimes, like you have to cast something pre-combat. It's an instant, but then they like attack first, and like, oops, I should have casted this like pre-combat because they're not used to thinking of their instants as sorceries. Yeah, I, I will say with Teferi's Pro, a really valid use of it is to control who your opponents attack. Right, like if you phase out, you're not a target, and the damage can go somewhere else. If you're sitting there holding Teferi's Pro up, mm -hmm. someone might be like, "He has Teferi's Pro. I need to get it out of him. Let me attack him," and then all that damage is wasted on you. Right, yep. like you you phase out and you're cool, but that damage could have been directed at someone else. So doing that as a you know a non-politicking way of like controlling who people attacks is like very strong. And I think I cast the main phase Teferi's Pro this season too. Uh, so it's context dependent, right? And obviously you can get counterspelled or split seconded or I, I don't know what. <laughs> Plus but bad stuff could happen <laughs> when you I let people them. untap and they, they know it's coming, right? They could slap <laughs> down a, I don't know, a grand abolisher or something from a Maria or something. I, I don't know, right? Like there, there are different yeah. ways to mess with it. So you need to think about it to, to make sure you really want to be doing last second, especially if everyone knows, right? If you're dead on board. They know you got Teferi's Pro out or you got nothing, right? So you might right. as well just do it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's I think that's correct. And I very much agree about the instant thing. You see people like that are new and learning the game, like 
pass their turn, miss their land drop, and then like divination, instant speed, someone's on step or something. You're like, oh no, you'd like there just because it's an instant doesn't mean you have to cast it an instant speed. There are very there are situations where it's definitely better just to fire it off. So and sometimes you're allowed to shortcut things. Like for example, when I have a fetch land, I'm just gonna crack it like immediately because it's gonna take me the entirety of the turn cycle to find my land and put it onto the battlefield. So I'm not gonna do it on the end step before my opponent's my last opponent's turn. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just firing it off. You get the the sweet F6 value where you get to just like f6 kick back like you let your brain rest for a couple minutes while everyone else is taking their turn and then get back into it all right tomer hit us with the mean comment okay okay here's one here's an interesting one from recently last week uh peter hardyman seven seven three three uh three says in all caps so yelling tomer stop playing kiki (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this what? was in response to a podcast not even a game a podcast this was a commander clash podcast the podcast <laughs> our commander games going too long i don't even remember <laughs> mentioning kiki i i i suppose i mentioned kiki mm. in that podcast uh but my goodness what's the last time you played kiki like years what's the last time we've actually seen a kiki let you know what's the last time you actually put kiki in a deck literally years i remember distinctly how like how upset people were i think i, I pulled off kiki combo like twice in the entirety of command of clash which is like six years at this point maybe even seven at this point i don't know um yeah i pulled it off twice um and that was basically it I, and people did not like it back then and i feel like those people from from way back in the day well i mean thank you peter hardingman for a remembering kiki from at least it was at least three years right like it's been a long time since i've played a kiki combo and i've only done it like twice uh so thank you for being a long time hater of my of my stuff uh thank you uh and yeah i'm pretty sure also like i remember going back and looking at like that season and it was like richard played like one more kiki combo deck than me he just never pulled it off he had it in his deck more than me, <laughs> and he never pulled it off. And it was like, oh, but I'm the Kiki player. And like years, years later, I've never, I've haven't done it. And it's like I'm the Kiki player. It's like Krim will forever be the Aetherize player. He's like Krim, stop playing Aetherize. It's like what? I don't think I ever casted Aetherize. He always has it. <laughs> Wild. All right, Krim, hit us with a mean comment. All right, so I, you know, it's funny that the the super fan is. EFN Fen, right? FN Fen? Oh. Uh, who has already now been mentioned once before on this podcast. But uh they said it was in it was in response to the episode of One Drop Creatures. Uh you should replace Krim with someone who takes their job seriously. If he's going to flip a coin, then he didn't really need to be there, did he? <laughs> Look, all right, I'm gonna respond to this in the nicest way possible. Yo. How is Raghavan not the best one drop? Okay, <laughs> like how is Raghavan not the best one drop? Right? That's what I'm saying. No, I, it is I, the best. I thought it was an unblockable rogue, Grim. Wasn't that the best one drop? Like Slither Blade or something? Yo, yo first off, Changeling Outcast Slither. <laughs> was Raghavan even Raghavan? Yes, Raghavan's countered by Fury and Bowmasters. I don't know. Yo, not bad. Y'all are disrespecting. <laughs> you all are disrespecting my man. All right, my little like funny monkey pirate. You okay, good. Teamer Adventures. <laughs> Mangucci's repping it. Yeah, somebody's got to show. Okay, in Commander, come on, right? These are these are good one drops. 
<laughs> like the fact that they're so slept on, it hurts me on the inside. So why I not agree. leave it up to a game of chance, right? Like who cares after that? However, I bring up this comment and F and Fen because I think I I see them across multiple goldfish videos <laughs> just doing keg stands of haterade. And I'm just like, you know what? Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Look, just like every video, every story needs a heal. Every YouTube comment section needs a heal as well. Yeah. You know, we, we, we need these comments. Listen, check. We all need our we need stuff to, to rile yeah. everyone up. So yeah, we yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Those are our mean comments. What do you guys? What do you guys think? <laughs> any any conclusions? I, I will say that the number of mean comments is dwarfed by the number oh. of positive comments and the number of uh, just like good discussion points and things like that. But we thought it'd be funny to just kind of pick some of these out. Uh, we never really talked to them. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get lots of comments here because like we doubled down on some takes. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure uh, if we called you out in this video, I would like to see your comments <laughs> yeah. below and see what, what, oh, you what know the response is. We will. We have some super we fans will. here. <laughs> super fans. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can I share just, okay, while we're on the topic of mean comments, can I share one mean comment that I thought cracked me the hell up? It wasn't okay. on the Goldfish podcast. Somebody called Cold Truth, right, on our other podcast. Whenever someone like Krim shows how entrenched he is in so many things like comics, anime, and magic, you have to wonder if he spends any time actually living a real life, <laughs> like starting a family, cleaning the sheets, and being actually protected. When was the last time you cleaned your sheets, Krim? Hmm? Hmm? There you, hmm? you can do. You can do that. All right, here we go. No, no, no. This is it. This is it. I, so I, I, I was watching like some random shorts, like some dating shorts video, right? And then it was like, when was the last time you changed your sheets? The girl asked the guy, and the guy's like three weeks, and I'm like, that's pretty good. And the girl's like, disgusting. <laughs> what? <laughs> and and the oh, comments no. were all torn. The guys were like, that's pretty well, good. Yeah, that's so. That's when bad, was the yeah. last time each goldfish cool. member? Change their sheets. Tomer doesn't count. He just moved. Like, when do you normally change your sheets? On what cadence? Yeah, you change once your a sheets? week. <laughs> yeah, that's really? a lie. Wow. That's wow. a lie. I don't believe it. No, that's what? where all the time that most people spend watering their plants goes. Tomer spends it changing <laughs> his sheets. Yeah. <laughs> no, what? Like, Tomer I, has I, to be the winner here for for no, yeah, cleanliness duration. Here. Okay, you know what? How all many right, times? Well, what about how her... many times do you, you you do your your uh, wa wash your towels? <laughs> towels. Well, I, I just start, wait till it gets crusty spelling. and rock aren't, hard. No, technically, <laughs> like, aren't you the cleanest thing in your house once you get out of your shower? Shouldn't your towels actually be getting cleaner as you use them? If you think about it. I may, I may have punted showers. <laughs> I towel, don't know if that line. The towel happens to get crusty after a while. Come on. Yeah, like if, if the towel is like rock hard at some point, yeah. moldy. If it's longer than a week, you're like doing damp. it wrong. Okay, so Tomer yeah, does man. all of his towels and Tomer's sheets on top of and it. stuff. Do, yes. do you take out like the duvet cover and everything and wash that every week too? Richard knows what it's the a duvet, duvet. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. Seth. Are you prepared oh. to give us the real answer after Tomer has just shown us up? <laughs> so <laughs> we should have had Tomer answer last. My question was going to be, are sheets actually even a necessity? Like, do you really <laughs> even need <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, 
I mean, they just get what are dirty, she? and then you gotta wash them. So I sleep on garbage bags. <laughs> I throw them out afterwards. I sleep on so discarded it's... magic boosters. Yes, old boost, good. old booster <laughs> bags. Probably yeah. like so monthly ish. About once a month <laughs> it would be my estimate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a hard fought okay. number. That's that's we're giving we're giving so much being, extra fodder being an adult, for our haters. Me now. being an adult, yeah. <laughs> we're just Dude, proving I... their point, by the way. <laughs> Krim, uh, when was the last time you cut into your anime watching to change your sheets? <laughs> Yo, what do you think I do while I'm watching the anime? I'm waiting for my sheets to dry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like you got a multitask with that. I thought I was doing good. I do it about two weeks, two and a half that's weeks. That's pretty good. Well, that's actually shocking. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's... Hey, what do you mean that's shocking? <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. Well, I think be... that's good. That's, yeah, I that's, mean, it's fair. better than a month. Better than me. Uh, better than me, yeah. The bar is low, gentlemen. <laughs> I, have, I have a dog. I have two dogs, and they some they sleep on the bed with me, so there's a lot of dog Oh, hair. you have to do that so... even more than, than like, <laughs> So I'm probably behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd probably be, like, every three days behind. or something. <laughs> oh, no. Well, at least, to, at least to, like, get the lint off or something every day, right? I, what do you mean? What do you mean? Get the lint off? Like I just, the, have you shed. have you noticed? Wait, what I you just... you roll your sheets like every day to get? No, lint if off. I had a dog that shedded like, like <laughs> oh, crazy. Wow. Tomer is so on top of things. I'm impressed. Way more than me. I what about you, Richard? Do you how often you have you also have your wife to help, right? I, so I'm married, is that cheating that you're married? Yeah, oh, that, that gives you an advantage. Well, Ooh. what if I told you it was probably a month to like a month <laughs> and a half? <laughs> okay, okay. Here's our defense. Here's our defense. We shower before we sleep. Uh, <laughs> so we're not I mean, morning showers. Helps. We're nighttime yeah. showers. But I can't be bothered with like taking out the blanket, putting it back in. Like it's so much work. You gotta like tie the corners. Ugh. You're, you gotta, I mean, you you're gotta so, change the sheets. It's definitely better if you're a nighttime shower because then you're getting your bed sheets less dirty and you're waking up less dirty. Clean. But I, I like, like my morning showers way too much. Dude, w- when I was single, it was probably like four months or something. <laughs> like it's gotta be something. Like a, when you, when you have a, high, when you get a lady wow, over, you're like you sniff it, you're like, oh, I guess it's time. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do, do you have like multiple sheets, Tober? Yes. Where, where you put how many in the washing? In, in, oh, how so many? Not, sets I only have do one have? set, so every time I, have, I do it, it's I like, like the bed is sets. naked and unusable. Okay. I have three sets. Yeah, because you have two sets that like you have to rotate through, right? And then you have I, the third one for like as as part of the rotation, but also if like somebody stays over, right? You give them for an emergency. You got the emergency sheets and yeah. for when everything goes wrong. Oh, yeah, you got a bed. The, the, the I... guest bed is always clean when they come. They don't, they wow. Don't, they don't sleep. They don't sleep in like six months old sheets. beds. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> I don't know what kind of guest. If the guest is staying in your bed, that's a different story than the guest <laughs> staying in the guest bedroom. It's going to be an entire podcast all by itself. Oh, the sheet cast, yeah. All right, well, now I know. Standard. This is uh, too much information for everyone, but now we know the frequency at which the goldfish members change their sheets. Okay, we got to guess Phil. Let's all guess how often Phil does it, and we'll ask him. Oh, no, I bet Phil's like, he's on the Tomer schedule. every. <laughs> he's probably like every day. Every, he every, might be a every day sheet changer, actually. Yeah, I can see Phil. He has a closet full and just rotates through. He'll like, and, like, Commander he'll have a girlfriend. He has a partner. So. Oh. Okay, so a month. Hold on. I, th- I think a month. I think a month. I still think he's on the Seth schedule every month. I don't know. Phil's like, get up and go to the gym. And like, I don't know. I imagine he, that. He's, includes... he's a clean person. I would say weekly. Probably. What, what is the actual like minimum? Weekly? I think it's, so, I think it's, it's supposed to do weekly. 
I don't yeah. think you are do. you. No, come on. The that water seems excessive. I know, man. Like, yeah. Just think of that. I live in the desert. Like, all that water, <laughs> heat wasted. Like, come on, come on. These California people would be like, I barely have enough to take a shower before it cuts off. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy if we went back to the Middle Ages and I showered and like cleaned my sheets like once a year. Oh, <laughs> be, like no. it's spring. It's oh, time no. to go down to the river and shower. And oh, <laughs> once a year, oh, dude. It's so bad. It's time to go courting. It's summertime. Let's this go. In, this is information I wish I did not know. <laughs> now you know. Now you can judge us accordingly. It's unhear. Commander takes yeah. based on our personal hygiene, <laughs> and it is confirmed that we spend too much time uh... playing Magic the Gathering and not enough time <laughs> laundering our sheets. So <laughs> with that, uh, let us know and forget all your magic-related things. I want to <laughs> know how often you launder your sheets in the comments. <laughs> we we need to know right now, are we abnormally <laughs> dirty? Are we average gamers? Or or what's up with this? So we need to know. We need to know. This is very important. This this will decide the future of Commander Clash. With like, Clash is cut this week. We're all doing sheets. <laughs> Nothing is better than fresh sheets. That's all I'm saying. Nothing is better. That is, but it takes so much time. It, it smells takes so much good, time. and you go under really like, and you're like, ah, it takes so much clean. Time. Smells like clean. All right, we'll see you all here back next week. <laughs>